Hello friends, today we are reading chapter 10 of Mark. As always, before we get started, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we will receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the day that you've given me. I thank you for the people in my life and for all the blessings that you continuously pour down on me. I pray, Lord, for the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp the word that I'm about to receive to be able to put it to work into my own life, and to be able to share this with whoever needs to hear it. Help me, Lord, to bear the fruits of your Spirit in all that I do, and help me to be a beacon of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy. Holy Spirit, be breathed into me today and allow me to walk in your guidance in each and every step that I take. Help me to have your discernment in all things, and help me to understand the truth behind the message you want to give me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This first section we're going to read is called Divorce. Jesus then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him, and as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female for this reason. A man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. This next section is called The Little Children and Jesus. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. This next section is called The Rich and the Kingdom of God. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. 
it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, We have left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters, or mother or father, or children or fields for me and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This next section is called Jesus Predicts His Death a Third Time. They were on their way to Jerusalem, with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock and spit on him, flog him, and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. This next section is called The Request of James and John. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink, or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink, and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This next section is called, Blind Bartimaeus Receives His Sight. When they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. 
So that is the end of chapter 10. And if I am remembering correctly, this is the first time that one of the disciples or apostles has actually written in detail what happened um, and who it happened to for the blind man. I think the other people just call him a blind man. And um, so it's pretty cool that Mark was the one that put his name in there and what it meant. And he also gave the description of the man getting up and walking to Jesus. So we can definitely see how Jesus would have known that this man was blind if he were walking to him. Because obviously he would be stumbling around uh, in his blindness. But Jesus still wanted him to say, I want to be healed. And I think this, a lot of us nowadays, we know that we do certain sins and we know that we cannot overcome them uh, without God and Jesus by our side, but still we have not gone to them and asked them to help us with this. And maybe it's because we didn't think that we had to. Maybe we knew God saw us and understood what we were going through. But that doesn't mean not to ask him. So whenever I was uh, drinking a lot, I didn't consider myself an alcoholic. But... It was something that was affecting me. So then one day, I was praying on my knees and I cried out to God and I said, I don't know if this describes me or not, but you know that it's something I cannot overcome by myself. So please help me get over this, get past this. And I have not overcome it fully. I have a drink every once in a while, but I'm getting better. And that's not any credit to myself because I know that I could not have done it without God. So friends, if you are struggling in something and you have not been able to overcome it on your own, try reaching out to God and let him know what you're wanting him to do for you because sometimes it's as simple as that sometimes we just don't know that we're supposed to reach out and let him know what we need for him to do for us because we think that he can see it Uh, but I urge you to go to him with your problems and ask him to heal you I hope that you guys enjoyed this message and that is all the time that I have for today. So till next time.